everybody out there in podcast land. Welcome to the Black Jackson Estate Presents 12 Days of Christmas. We are up to day three. I think we're on day three. Are we on day three? We're on day three. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am user 1.5 and I am joined today by user one. User one, how you feeling? How's your holiday spirit holding up? I'm dreaming of a sepia Christmas. Wow. Okay. All righty. Just like the ones I used to know. She's feeling real festive. Apparently, we're singing standards. May your days be merry mm-hmm. and bright, and may all your Christmases be. Sabia. <laughs> <laughs> all right oh, all right man. with her rendition of colored christmas there that's <laughs> one i you know what i'm i'm excited about today's topic we have really been giving y'all some good stuff to listen to these episodes are supposed to be like 30 minutes but we have been giving y'all a bang for the buck the last two days i feel like what do you think so much so that I'm about to stop the clock on my phone. So <laughs> we having y'all today. Y'all ain't getting no more time to take. And I'm the Bobby. Grinch. She got a timer. And Damn, I'm Bobby. the Grinch. And that's user three, Bobby, who also wants to be a part of the Christmas podcast. Listen, we are going to jump right into today's topic. And we are going to talk to you guys today about Michael Jackson, King of Africa, user one. When I brought this topic up to you, what did, what did you think about Michael Jackson and his African roots? Well, I thought it was a fantastic topic. And I'll tell you why. Because Michael Jackson, being an African-American, it's always important to talk about your roots. And if you have an opportunity opportunity to visit the motherland and connect with your roots and with your people that's wonderful and the fact that Michael was embraced so warmly while he was alive in Africa by multiple dignitaries across multiple African nations and tribes a beautiful thing and so I was very 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 looking forward to talking about Michael Jackson as the king in Africa so I'm looking forward to this the king dang so michael jackson in the 90s did a dna test and from those dna tests and mystic messages revealed by the tribal chi- by the tribal chiefs in the village of krindajabo listen i didn't say that right apparently though he was confirmed as the descendant of from the royal line of the Sanwi tribe in Africa. So between this was a gimmick. I feel like this was a gimmick. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just to see me out. I just feel like this was a gimmick that a lot uh of people fell into in like the the 70s and 80s and 90s. Like all black people thought they were descendant from some royal tribe, whether it was in Africa or a Native American tribe. They all felt like they were connected to some royalty. And I don't know why. I don't know if this was just a a, a confidence boosting sort of. Yeah, it feels good. It feels like good it felt good or whatever. But yeah, yeah, I feel like this was really common. Like it didn't necessarily need to be true, but it was something that 
a lot of black people would proclaim like oh my ancestors were kings and queens in africa and it's like all of us can't have come from kings and queens y'all yeah it can't somebody had to be the goat herder (laughs) somebody had to be the like he said on coming to america goat herder like somebody had to be the goat herder and y'all act like that's not a real but anyway go ahead yeah well but his was backed up further though by the mystics uh the soothsayers the magic people the whatever you want to call them the shamans of the tribe they also apparently received messages from someone other than themselves anyway so let's talk about the kingdom of sanwi so the kingdom of sanwi is a traditional kingdom located in southeast republic of the ivory coast in west africa it was established in 1740 by ani migrants from ghana and i'm saying all of this incorrectly so please charge it to my head and not my heart in 1843 the kingdom became a protectorate of france And in 1959, it merged with Ivory Coast. And at that time, the tribal population was estimated to be around 40,000 people in 119 settlements. Michael Jackson became the king in one of these tribes in 1992. He had a coronation with dancing, singing, traditional toga-style dress, he also had, uh, I mean, look, we're looking at this picture of his coronation. User user one, describe this coronation photo for the people. Well, the coronation photo, which was, I believe, featured in uh, Michael Jackson uh, went to this event, to this honorous, honorable event in 92, and I believe jet and ebony magazines were also there is that this that's this one right yeah or was this the tour in south africa no is it yeah he he went jet and jet and ebony probably was there anyway they've got him flanked in some purple which of course is royalty okay he's draped on him wrapped on him real snug because you're the mm-hmm. king and it's gotta look good on you yeah. he got some gold around his neck he done took off the fedora okay so he can put on the traditional but you got a red shirt on hat he got the red shirt underneath. I get maybe he didn't want to take his shirt off, but you got all the elders and the honorable people of the community surrounding him in their gold and their beautiful garments, and they are bestowing honor on Michael Jackson. And you know what? You know what I want to say real quick. User one point five. Yeah. No other place in the world has bestowed honor on Michael Jackson like Africa. bestowed honor on michael jackson and it's not only befitting and correct but when you think about they haven't gotten the most tours they haven't gotten the most visits and Mm -hmm. and um appearances they have given him the most honor and that's beautiful and that has something to do with him being of african ancestry so some fans need to remember that michael jackson is of african ancestry and they are honoring him for what he's done and not just as being um, a person of African heritage, but the black people have a real reality. And that is that when one achieves in a big way, it affects us all. 
because there's such we're fighting against such an, an an assumption that's wrong that we are less than that we can't go this high that we're not as blank blank fill in the blank mm-hmm. michael jackson kind of deleted that and said you know we're all um being judged simply by what we're willing to discipline ourselves and sacrifice for and do color has nothing to do with it took black people out of this space of being relegated to only being able to do this but you're not better than elvis but you're not better than this and it's like well i broke those records and i broke these records you know and i'm showing you that you know color doesn't matter and you know whatever things that you're doing that make color a barrier they're wrong and michael has done that and so the honor he was given in africa it's beautiful i mean listen i wish i could have been at this you know what i mean yeah we would have been babies or whatever but it's cool you know we could have we could have been there it would have been cool to be there to see michael be coordinated now michael did have a tribe of people with him and i want to talk a little bit about the time period 1992 when he was given this this honor as king and when i say he was king folks he was the king of this tribe of this sanwe sanwe uh tribe in africa this was a time period when everything michael did the press seemed to want to find something wrong with it so when michael announced this tour to africa he actually was going to sit with the children he he had his princess diana going on right now he was going to hospitals he was visiting children he also was visiting villages and he had a team of press with him documenting his every move thankfully for Michael. He not only had mainstream press, but he had the black press with him. So the Bob Johnsons of the world, the Ebony's, the Jets. And so we are coming from a place of black publications, really covering this with the reverence that it deserved. And user one has my Jet Magazine. So I actually have a Jet Magazine with this article in it. And user one has that magazine. And I want you to read some excerpts from this magazine so we can really understand what was happening in 1992 when Michael was traveling throughout Africa and really blessing those people, not only with his kindness and his his humanitarianism, but also giving back to his ancestral roots in a real meaningful way. So I want you to read some of that. Yeah, so Michael's trip really was purposeful. Um, And so I just want to read some of what was said about Michael's trip and what he was able to do while he was there. So at the time, the president of Gabon, I think that's how you say it, Gabon, was President Bongo. Um, And that country Gabon was allowed to be the host country for Michael's visit and Charles Bobbitt who was a consultant to President Bongo of Gabon had this to say about Michael and his visit so Charles Bobbitt says I was impressed with the interaction between Michael and the children so Michael's whole purpose and a part of his purpose was to visit children to visit hospitals, orphanages, something he's done in many other places around the world, right? He wanted to come to Africa and do this exact same thing. So Charles Bobbitt said, I was impressed with the interaction between Michael and the children. He sat on the bed with the children who were deformed and children that were ill. He sat there, he talked to them, held them, cuddled them. He shook their hands. He did not wear a surgical mask like he does sometimes in America and had no fear of contagious diseases of which there was no danger like that anyway. The myth of Michael Jackson is that he is afraid of germs. 
This is absolutely wrong because he cares about children. Many people say, say it, but he does it. He cares. That's what qualifies him as a role model for children, his deeds and not his looks. I'm glad that Jet and Ebony magazine were with us because they will tell it and show it as it is. Amen and amen. Michael went to Africa, not, not to get this coronation, right? Like not to be king. Michael went to Africa because he really, he really did care about the children of the world. And that article in reading it really, I guess, kind of hit home for me. And, and tell me if it did the same for you, that Michael was like, he put his money where his mouth was. Like he literally went around the world for children. He went around the world to to spread love and joy. And at this point, he is the biggest superstar, the biggest entertainer, the biggest whatever you want to call him in the world. There is not a place on earth, including in Africa, where they can have some of the the remotest places that didn't know who Michael Jackson was. And so to have this president of this African country saying, Michael Jackson is everything I thought he was and more. And I'm so glad that there are black media here to report it the way it actually happened, as opposed to reporting some falsehoods, um, you know, because there was one report when Michael was on this trip that he had, you know, he was wearing a surgical mask or that he didn't want to get out of the car in certain places, or he didn't want to shake hands with certain people. And none of that was true. But at this point he was so big that mainstream media was trying to tear him down because heaven forbid that a black, Mm -hmm. a black man be as large as Michael was in 1990, in the 1980s, 1990s. And so this tour for me is, you know, I know we we, kind of like, ha ha, Michael's king of Africa. But what this tour did for Michael was cement him as truly an awesome humanitarian. And he was so amazing that these tribes that are built on years and years and generations of tradition are, are looking at Michael and saying, we want you to be our leader. We want you to be the king. And it's absolutely beautiful. So user one, what do you think about these people welcoming Michael in in such a beautiful way? I think that it's kind of like, I liked how humble it appears Michael was to to receive the honor, right? When you're not from someplace. And the thing about, I think, African-Americans is that we're always trying to recapture and discover and reclaim something that has been stolen from us. And that is our identity, right? We recently were at, um, in Charlotte, North Carolina, at the oldest home in the county, which was built in the 1700s. And a part of that tour of that home included an explanation that, you know, slaves built this, you know, home, um, and that slaves cared for the people here, and they did all these things. And we came to one part of the tour, and we were in a kitchen and if anybody knows anything about like old homes, especially if you're, you know, a fan of history or whatever, you know, that back in the day, the kitchen was a whole separate building, right? It wasn't attached to like the main house, this place where they did all the, the, the cooking, right? It's like a constant fire going all day long for the meals. And there was one, one woman on this tour and she said, um, so the tour guide said, this is where the two slaves, we do know their name would have done the cooking for the family and this woman and she was very innocent in the in what she said she said would they have cooked for the other slaves here too and the tour it was very obvious i think to the black people on the tour of which it was just 
us in our family that slaves didn't get to eat out of the kitchen you know unless they were cooking it and they got to steal some you know and eat it you know right. take some and eat it they right. they had to they had to cook for themselves in their area for whatever was provided to them obviously nine times out of ten the least desirable parts of meat if they got meat really just something to make a a meal out of whether it was meal literally or something some grain or bean or whatever or vegetables that they could take and they had to kind of almost fend for themselves and that is in large part what we're dealing with when we talk about history of Africans in America and African-Americans. So to go to Africa is like such an experience. And at this point in Michael's life, he has been before, right? He began going to Africa as a child with the Jackson five. And so this isn't new to him, but I love how he always looks at this place with such honor and reverence. And I just want to read very, very quickly something that Bob Johnson, who wrote the Jet Magazine article after the trip, he accompanied Michael on the trip. He wrote an article after it was over. He says, smiling modestly and sitting on a golden throne while two young bare-breasted virgins fanned him in 90-degree weather and two small boys stood guard. Megastar Michael Jackson was crowned King of Sani in West in a West African village. And literally, it is Michael sitting on a golden throne. Two virgins um, apparently are flanking him on either side. They are beautiful. This is their this is their cultural and societal wear and how they would dress themselves, especially for an honorable occasion. They're two boys who they these are these got to be twins. They look just like um, standing on either side. I mean, they really pulled out the stops for Michael. They did it up like they would do any other ceremony for something of this magnitude wonderful beautiful to see and michael just looks so humble throughout the old the whole thing not like he's like oh i'm michael jackson a megastar he never kind of gives that swag unless he's like maybe trying to flex on some people but he's not doing that at all it's just straight michael being honored and him feeling that love and honor from these africans and i think that's beautiful yeah and so for them to honor michael in this way um it's just absolutely beautiful. Not only did they make him the king of their nation and give him a, a, a royal coronation fit for the king that he was, but also when he passed away in 2009, they held a two-day funeral ceremony um, in the capital of the kingdom of Sanwi. The name of the, the capital is I can't pronounce it, but it was a beautiful ceremony. It was complete with singing and traditional burial rituals. They requested Michael's body from the family so that they could give him a proper royal burial there in the kingdom of Sanwi. But he, of course, as we know, was, was interred in Los Angeles. And Jesse Jackson, fun fact, was declared prince in August of 2009, and he was crowned um, king later that year. So now Jesse Jackson is the king in place of Michael Jackson, as we know Jesse Jackson is of no relation to Michael Jackson. Not only was Michael Jackson the king of the Sanwi village in 2000, I'm sorry. And and, and hold on, hold on, hold on user 1.5. I want to say that he was honorary king. As said in this Jet magazine, he won't Kang Kang. He was honorary king, Sani. Rank as honorary king of Sani and responded, uh, and he spoke some French to the people while he was there. He's merci. That is beautiful. Beaucoup. What is merci it? Merci beaucoup. beaucoup. 
Merci beaucoup. Merci beaucoup. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then they said in English, Thank you. he said, Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, honorary king, but yet yeah, we're like, uh, just as it's still an uh, truly an honor, right? Because they really did the thing in showing their appreciation. I'm glad they did. Michael needed to feel that sort of love, I think, in 1992 for sure, because he had already been taking so many hits from all sides the the music was starting to be overtaken by the the rumors by him Mm -hmm. by the (laughs) by the (laughs) gossip the tabloids all these different things the nasty things the british press especially said about him you know how i know the british press is especially nasty Mm. look what they did to Meghan marco i'm gonna throw that out there Forget Megan. Look what they did to Diana. She was Look at what they did own. to Diana. I mean, like, listen, I know y'all be My like, God. oh, America, blah, blah, blah. And America got some stuff with Michael because racism is racism is not certainly not only somewhere abroad. It's definitely here in America and bias and all these different things. The American press is absolutely uh should be scrutinized and criticized and held accountable for the things they do and cause. But the British press, especially nasty to Michael very mm-hmm. early on. And so Michael needed some love and support. This is where I'm glad. This is why I keep trying to tell y'all stop trying to say the American press because black America press is very different. We have never done to Michael yeah. what has been done by the greater press in America. Mainstream, That's yeah. why Bob Johnson, who definitely won't try to work like that in the, in the nineties, he was already uber rich accompanied michael to write these articles for his flag publications which he still owned at the time right and so he needed this love yeah he needed this love and he was getting it from both sides he was getting black america press was with him that he brought with him and africa was there to support him as he went across africa i mean he needed this love he needed to feel that from the greater world and so i'm glad he got it at a time in 92 and we're at the dawn of some really nasty and very trying times in michael's life at the dawn of that before that happens he gets all this love and i hope that that had helped to to undergird him in the rough days ahead but go ahead uh user 1.5 well and i just want to piggyback on what you just said so i just want to make it very very clear because i've heard i haven't heard this out of the mouths of these people personally, but I've heard that there are a lot of Michael Jackson um, fans in the fan community who are also somewhat racist, which seems to be an oxymoron, but apparently it is a thing. And what I want to say is, or underscore, is that it has been historically Black people and the Black press who have stood by Michael Jackson 100% of the time. And like my sister said earlier, as black people, we we tend to we tend to support our own in that way because we know the amount of work it takes to get to and surpass whatever is happening on the other side. Um I was reading something the other day it said like, you know, black women especially, but black people don't have the uh, they, we don't have the fortune of being mediocre. That's very true. And we internalize those, those sorts of things. And I, was, I also want to say this, like, because sometimes y'all be forgetting, but the song said, Michael Jackson sung a song. He had Africa on the mind for a long time, right? Way before 92. So we're talking about 92 specifically, but we know that the Jacksons 
toward Africa, we know that Michael wrote a song that he put on his bad album that said Liberian girl. And he's singing about African women. He didn't say American girl. He didn't say Canadian girl. He didn't say European girl. He didn't say any of these things. He said, he didn't say South American girl. He said Liberian girl. And so Michael Jackson has always kind of shown this level of appreciation for Africa and for his roots. And that cannot be taken for granted because using 1.5, I'm going to put you on blast really quickly. You were talking to a young man most recently who said that Black people should stop looking at their past and should only look at like, just forget about your history and all sorts of stuff and look at the future because that's what's holding us back. I think that's absolutely ass backwards and very sad to hear because no one else does that. And you shouldn't, right? Your past is really important. If you're a uh, a Bible reader, you will see how much the past is important to a group of people. The Bible is not just a religious book. It is a historical book, which chronicles the past and ancestry and things of that nature in a large part. What do you think? Like Michael Jackson was very forward thinking in that, right? He said, you can't take for granted that black people are going, let's look at my past and I care about my ancestry. Cause some black people want to say it's too dark. It's too whatever. Just forget about it. Yeah. I mean, I think it was Martin Luther King that said those who, who don't study the past are doomed to repeat it. You know, uh, the past is there not to relive, but to learn from. And that's always going to be my go-to, <laughs> my go-to, which I get about the past, whether it's past relationships or past, you know, circumstances. I mean, if you don't remember a time of living paycheck to paycheck, then when you do get some money, you're not really going to appreciate what it feels like to not have to worry about how you're going to pay your bills, you know? So you don't want to go back to the past, but you also don't want to forget it because you want to remain you can't know who you are if you forget your past when I was in school when I was an undergrad I remember I had a class and it was about the African diaspora and there was a, a person in the class who was much older a woman and she said I went to Africa and for the first time in my life I felt like a tree with roots instead of a leaf in the wind was it Rachel Dozo? It was not, girl. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think her name is. I forget. She got a new name now, but I just girl. Playing. I ain't studying that crazy lady. But <laughs> when she said that, it stuck with me because I understood in theory what she meant. Because I've never been to Africa, still haven't been, but I understood in theory the idea of feeling like there are roots here that you are connected to in a in a deeper way versus being a leaf in a land floating you know what I mean very different and that's the thing I think Michael was very much aware I think he was very in tuned right he talked about reading things by Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr. Martin Luther King Jr. might have been the one he put in his records but he was reading the autobiography of Mike uh, of Malcolm X he was reading all these different things he was very knowledgeable of black people's history here and of understanding our roots as African-Americans back in Africa. I think it's amazing that he went at a time when many, I'm sure somebody said, why is he going to Africa? And let's talk a little bit about that, right? Because we're talking about the press. 
in this Jet Magazine article, they talked about how the press really had it twisted and all the lies they started to tell while Michael was over in Africa about that African trip, just lying their ass off to be right, frank and honest with you about it. So let's look at it. Let, let's talk about the 10 lies that were chronicled in this Jet Magazine that were told on Michael Jackson and y'all need to keep people's name out of your mouth, but you're trying to sell uh, tabloids and everything, so you'd be lying. They don't know how but to do let- Now, how you lying on somebody who got people there with them that can vouch? Listen, and I'm going to read it to you because it's absolutely insane, okay? So these are the lies. This is straight from Jet. This is what it says. These are the lies. One, the trip was a public relations disaster for Michael. No, it wasn't. Two, the singer cut short an African tour after early stopovers generated the wrong kind of excitement. Lies. And y'all know who writing these lies. I ain't gonna tell you who. Number three, Jackson leaves behind him some confusion about why he came to Africa in the first place. They had a whole ceremony. How are you confused? (laughs) Are you dumb? You are lying. Mm. Number four. He held his hand to his nose because the Ivory Coast is underdeveloped, impure, and the air is polluted, infested with germs. He didn't want to inhale it. That's that what, don't that's even what somebody right. else's paper said. Now, Michael kept his hand on his nose because that's just what he does. That don't even sound right. Now, Michael, Michael now his, he was known for a, a mask now. Now, he was wearing masks. He stayed COVID. putting his hand on his nose, and it ain't nothing to do with the smells around him because he was so insecure and, and whatever about his nose. Y'all be lying because he, I mean, you would have to say he's never done this ever before except in Africa. Wrong. Number five, lie. He collapsed from the heat. Bitch, you collapsed from the heat. Number six, he was in South Africa filming a movie. Now, Michael ain't recorded a damn movie since 1978. (laughs) Well, he ain't recorded nothing for nobody else. He He ain't recorded nothing for nobody else since 1978. He had short films. Oh yeah, for but nobody he was, else. They He's not recording nothing for nobody else. <laughs> he wasn't he was hired to do. Yeah, you're correct. Now, y'all just lying for no reason now because he's not recording no film in South Africa. Number seven, he canceled his performance in Nairobi, Kenya. No. Number eight, he refused to shake hands with people. He was kissing all over them people. Yeah, he was. It's a picture right here. It's a literally a picture above the lie of him kissing a child. <laughs> kissing the baby the baby looking like i don't know what day it is but kissing the baby he uh, okay another lie he went to london for a medical appointment no no number 10 he was neither and this is what the quote from the magazine he was neither black or white and is not a good role model for children this the man who spent his time in them hospitals in them orphanages with them kids y'all didn't cover that though you didn't cover that though you just want to cover whatever you want to say this you know this reminds me of this reminds me i was you know people need to start believing now michael lied too but what people didn't want to recognize was that he was lied on a lot Uh megan markle talked about how i I guess this is in her netflix documentary i was just reading an article how they were offering her former former co-stars for the show she was in suits money to say that they slept with her didn't have to be true like crazy you know tens of thousands of dollars to just lie this is how the press works this is where y'all be so some people be so surprised when lies come out they're trying to sell papers they're trying to you know they will say anything it don't got to be true yeah and you know what this goes back to the historical importance of the black 
press, to put information out there about Black people correctly, to inform Black people of the actual facts. Now, I'm not saying that all Black press don't lie, but when I tell you Bob Johnson was on his job during this tour, he was on his job because there is no reason. And Jet, let, let's just be clear, Jet has been had been up to this point very, very favorable to, to not only Michael, but all of the Jacksons, right? Like they, anytime the Jacksons breathed, they would put them on the cover and do an article about it. But this goes to show that A, you can't trust the press, okay? You can't, you can't believe everything you read. What, what, what's that uh, Marvin Gaye say? Believe half of what you see, you know, some of none of what you none hear. None of what you hear. You, you mm-hmm. can't believe everything that's out there in the press, but also the press also has an agenda. What is it, right? And at this point it was to, Michael was too big for his britches. So now we gotta tear him down. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Michael, King of Africa, we're gonna move on to October 11th, 1997. Michael Jackson in 1997 was made an honorary member of the Bafung Ka Bakewene. Listen, I said that 100% wrong. People of the Crocodile Tribe in South Africa. So here's the story, okay? Reportedly on the way to the ceremony, Michael and his party saw two men fighting and covered in blood on the side of the road. Michael stopped the car, got out, and approached the two men and asked them why why they were fighting. Because they were so surprised that Michael Jackson stopped, the men ceased fighting immediately, and Michael Jackson broke up that fight. Now, that's, that's a beat it situation, and Michael still in 1997 was breaking up fights. Not only was Michael Jackson made an honorary member of the people of the crocodile in 1997 while he was in Africa, Catherine and Joseph Jackson were given citizenship papers as well. And his then wife, Lisa Marie Presley was also given citizenship papers. Now, I I have included, and we're gonna include this in the notes, the YouTube link to the video of the ceremony. and. User one, have you seen this this ceremony video? I have not seen this. this so let's go ahead and click on it. Let's go on and click on it <laughs> so really we can see what's going okay. on. All right. So Michael Jackson, Joseph Jackson, Catherine Jackson, and Lisa Marie with her children are all honorary members of the People of the Crocodile in South Africa. User one, we're going to wrap this on up and put a little bow on it. How are we doing on our time? We're doing good on time. It's, it's, it's about time to wrap it up. Okay, I think, wonderful. Yeah. But I want to understand why was Lisa Marie? Um, because she was his uh, wife. Next. Okay. Okay. We love Lisa. Business. You want to come ahead. on the show? Come on, on the show. So listen, I want to conclude that we're going to wrap this episode up. So I want to go ahead and conclude by saying this. Michael Jackson is not only the king of pop, but he is the king of Africa. And they showed, the African people showed their appreciation to Michael by making him an honorary king. And so user one, do you have anything to say about Michael Jackson being ordained the king of Africa? And listen, he's the closest to a king we're going to get here in America, to be really honest with you. So 
I'm here for it. This is all I have to say. Michael Jackson is a real king of Africa because he was chosen by the people. It was not just lineage year after year after year of the people chose. He was like a president king. King status. Like yeah. President king. yeah. Beautiful. You know, like the king, beautiful gowns, beautiful gowns. That wraps up day three of the Black Jackson Estate presents the 12 days of Christmas. Michael Jackson, King of Africa. Join us tomorrow for day four. We're going to be in a jollier mood. We're going to, we're going to try. We'll see you tomorrow. La 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 la.